0: Welcome to Mortgage Marketing Radio, brought to you by the Mortgage Marketing Institute, your number one source for truth in mortgage marketing. Hey, listener Jefferson, Jeff Simper, welcome once again to this week's episode of Mortgage Marketing Radio. Thanks for tuning in. How are you? How are you doing? you're listening to this, I don't know, we're probably, by the time you listen to this, uh, I'm recording this on April 28th, 2018. So by the time you get this, we're going to be in May. So we're officially um, getting into the second half of the year here. How are you doing? Are you on track? Are you where you'd like to be? If not, hopefully we're bringing value to you, bringing you ideas, motivation, direction, guidance, and accountability to help you be the best you can be, because that's really the idea behind this podcast. Truth in mortgage marketing, bringing you what really works in today's market. If you want to build a long-term, sustainable, professional mortgage practice, that's what we're all about. If you're looking to just be a transaction jockey and not build true, true sustainability and wealth and reliability and consistency in your business... Well, maybe this isn't the place for you, but assuming it is and you're at the right place, let's talk. If you like the episodes, if you like the podcast, I'd love to know. Reach out to me anytime. You know you can. How do you do it? You email me, info at mortgagemarketinginstitute.com. Also, if you're a podcast fan, fanboy, fan girl, hey, and you want some swag to share the love, I'd be happy to send you some swag. In exchange for your review uh, on, uh, you know, iTunes, Stitcher, the interwebs, on the blog at Mortgage Marketing Institute, wherever you want to do that, you know, some folks who recently got some cool, sexy swag in the mail—some soft, cottony, beautiful, high-quality T-shirts—are people like Brad Smith, Scott Gregorio Zach Williams, Philip Price, and Sean Evans. T-shirts in route, coming to you. How do you get yours? Hey, leave us a review. Let us know how you like the podcast, the it made in your business. And just email me your address and your shirt size. We'll send you out a little thank you gift just for taking us a couple of minutes to let us know you appreciate the podcast. We appreciate you. So again, email me, info at mortgagemarketinginstitute.com, shirt size address, and the fact that you left your review and where you did, uh, and we'll get you some swag. And just be patient because uh, these things are all ordered on demand. They take a little bit of time to get back, and there is... A a small investment for, um, for, on our part to actually, of course, order these t-shirts, mail them to you. But again, hopefully it can, conveys to you how much we want to build a relationship with you, our audience. You are the reason why we do this. It's a labor of love, you could say. <laughs> so with that said, well, let's uh, talk about this week's special guest. Once again, um, I am so thrilled of the, of the um, willingness to share and the giving heart and the giving spirit of most of the top producers that I uh, have the uh, privilege to associate with um, in this industry. And this week, my special guest um, falls right into that category. Somebody who's, yes, a top producer, uh, top 1% consistently ranked in the mortgage industry. Um, His stats, what did he do? 203 families he helped in 2017. And what I think you'll love about this episode is... There's a lot of talk, and you're probably thinking this as well, is you're, you're, you're driving in two lanes in the mortgage business or generating business, probably, right? You got the one lane, which is the go-to lane, which is the real estate agents. And that's like a core foundation, right? That we've got to have that in place. But then the other lane that we're hopefully getting in and riding in is consumer direct, Right? And what does that deal with? Well, that deals with building your brand online, right? Your presence on social media. What type of content are you producing and sharing? Video content, written content, you know, articles, blogs, etc. Content that people can consume, content that positions you as a relevant thought leader, somebody who's knowledgeable, and that helps to build trust during that cycle in which people are going to be potentially buying, you know, shopping for a lender, uh, looking for information online about buying in today's market and so forth. How are you doing in that kind of so? Today's guest, Dan Keller, just a, a rock star. You may have heard of him if you're in certain groups that he and I swim in, such as mortgage coach, for example. He's a definitely a, a, a high, strong advocate of the mortgage coach software. If you haven't heard about that, get with my friend Dave Savage on Facebook, mortgage coach. Reach out. You got to be using mortgage coach if you want to be it in, in today's market. But what we unpack with with Dan in this conversation is how his business has grown, how he's actually intentionally. Um, uh, got, you know, put more, more um, effort into that lane of consumer direct. So, what does Dan do differently? First of all, Dan, Dan's just a friggin content genius. If you go to his website, mortgageguidedan.com, it's got to be one of the best mortgage websites I think I've ever seen when it comes to a personal brand mortgage website where you are the brand, right? Where you're on there. It's not just about your company and the company logo, right? But it's about the content, the relevant content, and the user experience. Because let's face it, folks, even if you get a referral today, before that referral calls you, what's the first thing they're going to do? Yeah, they're going to Google you. They're going to go to your website. They're going to check you out. They're going to see what do they find? What's the brand perception of you online and in your local market? And if you're looking for a good example of just a rocking, kick-ass professional brand, um, Dan Geller's the man, man. I got to tell you. I'm just so thrilled and impressed with what he's doing with video. He's doing lunch and learns. he's got you know branding around his open house or I mean his um, first time buyer uh, classes. You know um, just an amazing amazing use case, a case study in personal branding. So we're going to unpack right how Dan leverages Facebook ads to target the top five hundred real estate agents in his local area, how he builds his brand. Um, using Facebook to do that. So by the, when he does call those targeted agents, it's no longer a cold call. It's a warm call. So we're going to talk about how Dan does pop buys and how to make pop buys to real estate agents not cheesy, right? How to show up and look professional. How Dan leverages social media to target home buyers. What is the process that Dan takes people through using video, right? To help educate and move people along in the buying process. So there's much less of this selling, hey, what's your rate? And there's more just, well, Dan, obviously, is the man. He knows his stuff. I trust him. Dan, just tell me what's next. You know, in the real estate space, that's what we call come list me's, where if you've built a big enough, a strong enough brand that's, you know, built your credibility and your trust through content, what you get are these phone calls as a real estate agent called come list me's. And in this case, in the lending space, it's like, hey, right, finance me. You're my man. I've seen what you do. It's awesome. What do your online reviews look like? What is your presence online? Loan officer listening right now. If you need help in that area, dive into this episode. Take notes. Check out the resources we put in the show notes. Notes in the, in the, in the show notes, the links,
1: and
0: more coffee. And I guarantee you, this is, this is a, a crash course in how to build a personal brand, how to leverage online with offline, combine the two for a rocket business like Dan has done. In, in, in 2017, I believe it was 36 or 37% of his business came from social media, his blog. And you'll hear Dan unpack that. And that was at zero cost to him. Think about that. 36% of 200 units, pretty significant. So... Check it out. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Get ready for a crash course in personal branding and social media. Let's get into this week's show. Hey Dan, welcome to the show. Hey buddy,
1: thanks for having me. It's uh, it's an honor.
0: No man, it's an honor to have to have you because um, you know I've been watching you, stalking you from afar, and I believe we can all learn from each other in this industry. And there's so many things I see that you do well. So I'm just thrilled for my audience to have you here. To in the short time we got, kind of peel back some of you know, the things Dan does to uh, generate business. And so that's what we're going to unpack today. You ready?
1: Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'll give you my best.
0: (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Okay. So real quick, as I I told you before we hit record, right? There's a formal interview. I do. People kind of heard that, but people always like to get the personal take on who's Dan Keller. What's he all about? You know, tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, my, obviously my name is Dan Keller. I'm up here, uh, mortgage loan officer up here in the Seattle marketplace and uh got in the mortgage industry in 08. so just uh a really time. fun time to yeah fun time the great thing about i think you know my story is um you know i got in and i and i didn't know i didn't know one how much money a loan originator could actually make um, two, I had no idea how much money loan originators were making prior to the, the meltdown, which was, uh, I, I guess a lot. And, uh, and then how easy they had it or how good they had it.
0: Mm. What I
1: know is, uh, government, you know, overlays, um, government loans. And that's what I learned right away in 08. I learned the USDA loan, the VA loan, the FHA loan. And I'll tell you what, if I ever got a conventional loan, it was just, it was a dream come true. So mm. Um, you know, meaning if I had borrowers that had like, good credit scores and money down, and so, you know, I learned the hard way how to put together a really good loan application, and uh, I also learned work ethic. You know, I, I didn't lack, um, I didn't lack work ethic. I came from, I had a really good career as a professional strength and conditioning coach and college uh, professor. So, um, you know, I I was up every morning grinding, working with athletes off the clock, helping them perfect their <laughs> skills, and you know, when I when I, uh, did have the opportunity to, to leave that career and jump into lending. Um, uh, the big, for me, uh, the idea was after I closed my first transaction or actually I, I interned or mentored with someone and I saw how loans were structured and, and how you were paid, a light bulb went off in my head that that number is super scalable. And, um, uh, when he showed me the breakdown of the first transaction, I closed and, and the total commission on it was six thousand dollars, and and he paid me less than fifty percent on that. Um, it, it motivated me to go. Well, what? Wonder if I did five of these a month, and I wonder what would what, what my finance my financial uh, situation would look like if I did ten of these a month. And so, uh, yeah, I just I started grinding right away. Uh, I went out, took my skill set that I had as a professor and as a uh, strength and conditioning coach, and that was to teach and make people's lives around me better. And I did that. And I started doing that with real estate agents. Uh, I had no training. Um, my mentor its not like the guy that I was working under or with, uh, at the time. Um, he actually owned a mortgage company, so I wasn't working under him. What he would do is he would send me the files that didn't necessarily get approved and, you know, Hey, work on these, or this is how you do it. And bottom line, I basically had to swim for myself. So, wow. um, You know, I just, right away, I went out and just started meeting real estate agents and anyone who would listen to me talk about mortgages, um, you know, I preached. And that was, uh, let's just fast forward, I guess, to 2009. Um, I started kind of better understanding um, that I could go in and get in front of a bunch of realtors. And at the time, real estate agents were depressed. They were looking at the glass half empty. And um, I think I was that fresh I guess that, you know, that fresh approach, that positive approach, I came in and was jacked up and excited and they were down and out. And uh, so I made a pretty good reputation in the area that I, every single week I was going to host a lunch and learn. It was going to be centered around, you know, motivating them and inspiring them and showing them how to go out and get more deals. And that was through uh, just advice. And that was through content. And we did that through open houses and home buyer classes I started that in 09, and I'm going to be honest with you. Fast forward, let's say nine years later, 2018, I do the same thing. I still do a lunch and learn. I still do home buyer classes. In fact, I've just scaled that, gotten really good at that. And then leveraging social media and leveraging internet, You internet, know, we fill them. And uh, I still cold call realtors. I still meet realtors. Um, I still do everything I did back then, but I do it at a higher level now.
0: So I'm curious. You were a professor, strength and conditioning coach. What's what's the line? You know, the pivot towards being a mortgage loan officer. How'd you get there?
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, I flipped a couple of homes back in mm-hmm. 0405 Um and then just with the, I guess, the realization that that I purchased my my first home, which was a condominium um right after 9-11 what was that 2001 mm-hmm. and you know that how ha- i bought that home for that condo for 89 grand and, and it went up to you know, 180 you know three four years later and then i sold that and met my wife and we were able to buy our first home so i think real estate all it kind of intrigued me i knew i didn't really want to be a, a real estate agent mm-hmm. um but the fact that that I was making more money on the side, if you will, uh, in real estate intrigued me and the financial uh, planning part of that, um, what to do with that money and how to make more of it. Cause I came from nothing. My mom and dad, I grew up very poor. Um, it, it, you know, it, so the, the, the idea that I could have 30, 40 grand in my bank account right. was, uh, I, I considered myself rich, <laughs> you know? So, um, So, you know, I got a taste of that and it just, you know, I was recruiting, um, as the college, as a strength and conditioning coach, uh, the head coaches for the baseball teams, um, would, would bring me on recruiting trips. And, you know, because I, I was able to show people and I was able to, you know, get people from, you know, A to B rather quickly. And, you know, I would go into parents' houses and convince mom and dad to give me their most prized possessions um, for one or two years. And I think the big, the big aha for me was um, in 2006, I landed two big, big division one athletes. I was, and I was, I was coaching at a community college at the time and I landed two huge division one athletes, convinced mom and dad and the athlete to give me one year in the weight room and both of those kids and, and got the buy-in from the parents. Both of those kids did. And I took them from, uh, you know, 30 round draft picks to to second round draft picks signing for a million dollars. A light bulb went off in my head that I'm in sales. Mm -hmm. I'm selling these parents and these kids on a better life. And I wasn't getting paid for it. And so when I had, you know, when I was kind of uh, approached the idea of, of doing home loans, and home loans being, you're just selling people on them using you for a mortgage. I was like, I can do this. this is nothing, you know. I mean, they got to go somewhere this for a case. mortgage. Yeah. Why not me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is cake. And then when I found out you could make three grand commission right. on a on a mortgage, I was like, Well, shoot, I'm just going to do ten of those a month, and I'm going to be rich. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. what I was thinking. And so yeah, that's that's really how I pivoted. It wasn't a tough, p- and in fact, it was an easier pivot than anyone listening to this could ever imagine it was uh you know i went from making fifty, sixty thousand 60 thousand dollars a year to 100 my first year to you know 179 my second to by 2012 i was breaking i was i was making over 350 grand a year doing loans so you know it just it was it, it was fairly simple for me man it work is work and it's just what you get paid for putting in the work that was really the only difference Yeah, so there's
0: there's a couple of things in there. I think one is I think why you're successful today and also in you know um, convincing those parents to let go of their most prized possession, their child, Um, is because I think you have what is the DNA of all high performing mortgage originators, specifically. But I think you know just quote salespeople in general and probably people. And that is um, you know you're coming from the right place, right? I think you know you. you to, to quote Dave Ramsey, the heart of a teacher instead of heart of a salesperson. Yes, you're in sales, but you don't lead with a transaction. Exactly, yeah.
1: exactly. And it, and the only difference, the real big difference, is it's actually scaled down. You know, instead of dealing with a parent's most prized possession, I'm dealing with a family's mm. most prized financial uh, asset, and that's that's one their real estate, but two, being a mortgage loan officer is. Incredible. Incredible. I mean I I'm I'm looking when I teach when I teach home classes, I, I kind of use a, a funny analogy that listen, I you're gonna bear all with me. Financially, I'm gonna see you financially naked. I'm gonna see your assets. I'm gonna see your credit. You know? And and just much like a doctor, I'm gonna I can give you that checkup. And and, and most doctors, when you go see a doctor, you know if you get a if you got a broken you know femur he's not going to fix it he's going to refer you to his arm and leg doctor his bone doctor or you know or or a physician or specialist and so you know i tell my 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 clients that when i meet with them listen i'm going to see every aspect of your finances and i think it'd be a disservice to me if i saw something if i see you mr smith and you've got two little kids and a beautiful wife and you have no life insurance,
0: mm.
1: you know, or or you're underinsured or, you know, you're not, you've got $34,000 in your savings, but you're not taking advantage of a, an employee matched 401k program. And so, you know, this is where I have the opportunity to refer them on. I'm looking at them and I can refer them to a financial planner. I can refer them to a CTA uh, or an estate attorney and so, or an insurance professional. So it's, uh, I, I take it, the same. I take it. The same approach I took as a strength and conditioning coach. I have I've just literally transition transitioned in the mortgage industry, and it's fairly easy, fairly simple transition for me.
0: Yeah. Do you find that process of um, you know getting financially naked, so to speak, with clients, and you know noticing that they're lacking in life insurance and bringing that up was that a natural thing for you? Did you have to train yourself to do that?
1: You know. Yeah. So the right away. In, in 2008,
0: 2009,
1: <clears throat> I, uh, I was putting in a ton of hours. I was so pumped up to learn this industry and uh, to create a better life financially for my family that um, you know, when everyone else would leave the office every single day, I'd stick around. And there was a couple of guys, including the, the, the owner of the mortgage company and his branch manager who did very little production, talked a big game, we were not people by any means that I would look up to today at all. Um, They they, they left their office doors open. And, you know, so I, you know, I peeked my head in and and they had bookcases full of books. And, you know, one guy in particular, it was a collector of books. He would buy the cool books and, and go to the conferences and buy all the CD programs, but just never implement them. Hmm. and so slowly by slowly by you know week by week day by day i'd, I'd sneak in there and i'd grab a cd <laughs> and uh you know right away there was a couple of big conferences where you know you've heard of the the, the dinosaurs in our industry the todd duncans the jim mcmahon's the barry of the sue woodards and yeah. um just to name a few kai mcbride and, and yeah. you know and these guys speak at these these conferences well then you know i got wind of the the loan toolbox and Mm -hmm. and just i would just listen i was just a sponge man and you know a lot of this that was this was content that was being produced in oh, you know six or seven and oh eight and um i kept you know jim mcmahon and, and these guys would talk about high you know and high trust selling and all that stuff and i was like wow (laughs) <laughs> like this is speaking my language because I never looked at a kid or an athlete and and saw dollar signs or what, what it was, what was in it for me. I looked at them as, you know, Hey, you've got some talent. I could see though that if we did this, this, and this, you'd be an all American yeah. or man, if you just put in the work and we can, let's say you were never an all American or a pro athlete, but you put in the work, what that would do to you mentally and what, what kind of man, That would create, you know, five years from now when you're out in the workplace. Mm. And so to hear these guys talk about a better way of selling, um, I learned early on that your mortgage is simply one part of the wheel, one part of the financial wheel uh, in one's financial life. You know, there's so many other aspects of it. So I incorporated that in right away, uh, literally separated myself from the pack right away as a young, young loan officer from what banks and credit unions and, and everyone else was doing back then. And, uh, and I still got today, I still, I, I literally have the same mortgage planning packet that I used, um, you know, in 2009 that I, that I use today. Wow.
0: You know, there's so many lessons in there. You know, when you use that phrase, put in the work, it made me think of just the other day uh, a friend of mine posted a, a, a screenshot of all right, I'm going way back, maybe dating myself. Remember the Karate Kid movie, the original one? Oh yeah, and the yeah. crane, the crane move, the crane kick, right? Yep. <laughs> on, the, yep. on the busted ankle. <laughs> so he yep. posts this thing on Facebook, and I just thought it was so spot on with what you just said. He said nobody wants to paint the fence, wax the car, scrub the floor. All right? There's a reason working on skills came before the victory in the movie. And I like when you said yep. that, that came up for me. Put in the work, and you were a guy who was willing to put in the work of. You know, understanding this is more than just, you know, getting on the phone and quoting rates. It's it's much bigger, mm-hmm. which oh, obviously so led to your bigger. success. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's So you take the focus off of that. And even in today's market where I guess we can transition into, you know, today's loan officer in in today's market where, you know, we've got the quick ends, we've got the online lenders and we've got our local banks and credit unions that and, and margins are getting tightened up. You know, the focus needs to be on value. The focus needs to be off of rate and fees, which uh, I believe that's important. But mm-hmm. me being in, in the mortgage industry, it's it's tight anyways. I mean, the difference between the best rate out there and the worst rate out there isn't off by much. And so what I tend to do with my clients, is I want to explain that to them up front, but I want to take the focus off of that onto, okay, one, in the Seattle market, you've got to have a strategy and using Bank of America as your mortgage uh, lending team is is not the best strategy. Um, and don't take that advice from me. Listing agents will tell you that. And your agent, whatever agent you use, will tell you that. So let's talk about strategy. And then let's talk about some other things that are that are important. Again, I take the focus now off of nest- the mortgage preapproval, approval and I put it on budgeting. And I put it on your short-term and your long-term financial goals. You have an insurance agent um, that's going to be able to give you some advice on Coverage that you're going to need to ensure your your house and your family. Do you have a financial planner? Um, you know, have you ever considered a, a life insurance? And if you do, how much do you have? Is it enough? And you know, so we start talking about things like that, and they leave this meeting, this mortgage planning meeting, with a pretty good idea of their financial situation, what they need to do. You know, how how well equipped they are right now. And, um, and as well as their options for going out and competing in the marketplace. And so I think it's, I think it's just really important that when you're looking at today, I do a lot of coaching. So I'm, I'm, all, I'm also a branch manager. So I've got, um, 13 loan officers right now and I coach every single one of them. Mm. And, you know, I'm trying to coach each one of them on just understanding that a mortgage is just one piece of the puzzle. Uh, it's a big piece and we have a, we have an a, an opportunity um, to not just help a customer or a client. We have an opportunity to be factored and woven into to someone's financial life forever. Yes. And it's that, and it's big. I get people coming back to me today from a year ago, two years ago, five years, five, five years ago, and thanking me for introducing them to a financial planner or an insurance agent. Mm-hmm. um, you know, or, you know, an estate attorney. And so I think I'm, I teach more of that to my LOs today. And then same thing, value, just give, mm-hmm. give a ton of value, got to show the value and then working with us versus the call center rep.
0: Absolutely. I think that's, that's the, the word of the year value for 2018. It's only going to continue as well. Um, all right, so let's let's change directions a little bit, because I think that's awesome to lay the foundation, you know, strategic mindset, if you will. We know where you're coming from. We know what you're about, right, creating a value, value-driven experience. Um, let's start to unpack how you're growing and bu- building your business. There's as, as, as you know, when we talked before, I said there's two lanes I see you doing very well in um, that people can model. One is the consumer direct. The other is the realtor piece. Um, let's take the consumer direct, I think, for now, because you know, the realtor piece will always be there. And I think you, you, you talked about the fundamentals of that when you first, when we first started, right. Which was like, you're doing the classes on lunch and learns and you know, you're, you're out the about belly to belly, building relationships, but we know the hot topic is, Hey man, how do I pull away from the realtors and not be so dependent upon the, them? Yeah. Um, you it looks like you've done a pretty good job of that. You shared some stats with me the other day of the percentage of business. You're now pulling closed loans off of social media. You, I have them handy, but do you want to reference
1: those? Yeah, it's about thirty percent. So I'm I'm coached, and you know, full disclosure, I've been in the, the core right. uh, for about three years. And and you know, we have to part of being in coached. I don't care what coaching company or what coach you're working for. If you're not tracking your numbers, you should fire your coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one of the things that they make me do is really track my numbers. Well, um, last year when, uh, or I'll, I'll let me backtrack. Two years ago, when I was tr- applying for. Uh, level three coaching, of the course, they had to audit where my numbers uh, came from the previous year. So in 2016, I, I had to go back through and track every funded loan and where it came from. And um, something that, that came out of that that was super surprising at the time, 27%, uh, it was like 26 and some change, came from my my blog and social media and and i knew that the core in general is not they, they want you to pound real estate agents pound real estate agents pound real estate agents that's it really and builders if if you can and um they're not real big on social media and they weren't real big on the internet and the funny thing is 27 percent of my business came from my blog and social media and i paid zero dollars uh for that mm. and so Uh, My gross commissions that year, um, W-2 earnings in 2016, was a little under 600 k So you take 30% of that, just round up one-third of that, you do the math. A couple hundred thousand dollars I made, and I paid nothing for that. Now, of of that business, um, a lot of them came to me without a real estate agent. So then what am I able to do? I'm able to refer out a realtor. So, you know, it's it scaled a little bit higher in 2017, but I'm about 33%, 30 to 33% of my business comes from my blog and social media. Uh just this year, uh there was some some survey or some question was asked in a Facebook group that I'm in um the other day and it was how much how much volume or how many transactions have you referred out to real estate agents this year? Mm. And this year, what is it, April 26th, 2018, 7.3 mm. $7. million dollars I've referred out to real estate agents this year. 7.3 million dollars wow. in referral. That's incredible. That's, I mean, you know, just this last last week I sent 1.6 million to an agent of mine. It was a listing plus purchase. And so it's that's that's the value of being consumer direct. That's the value of creating content. Is it work? Yes. It sucks writing a blog post. It sucks paying money and learning how to make better Facebook posts or Facebook ads. I call it copywriting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I hired a guy by the name of Robert Stover last year,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I met him through Dave Savage. And it was how to make better videos, how to make a better, how to how to create a breakthrough message. And this guy has been an advisor to screenwriters in Hollywood, and you know, yeah, it sucks having to learn all that and and uh, spend time doing that, but it pays off,
0: yeah you
1: know, and, uh, creating a blog post it gets there's nothing better and i've I've been in the car with my wife before, my phone's rang, and i picked it up and it's on speakerphone, and this person this happens all the time. Hey, I'm on your blog right now, actually, I'm on your YouTube channel watching a video <laughs> on you know, FHA financing or USDA financing, do you have a moment real quick mm. I'm done selling it that I have nothing to sell that person. Right. They're already, they're, they're already halfway down the funnel. They're mm-hmm. in, you know, yep. the next step is to send them a link or to set up a mortgage planning meeting. And yes. we're, and then you just feel the deal. And so for, and it's all, it's, it's basically free you know, you? now with Facebook. Uh, so, uh, so I was going to ask you, are you
0: driving your consumer directs uh, for face-to-face mortgage consultations?
1: I am, you know, okay. I, 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 am. And, and nowadays with, with the ability to get better at, at running Facebook ads, mm-hmm. um, I am, I'm running. And again, it's just content. I'm a big believer in giving, yes. just give a ton of value, give a ton of content and be authentic. I think there's the consumer's today there's so many ads out there everywhere they look they're getting pitched or there's an ad or there's an opt-in you know you can click on three pictures on a real estate website and the next thing you know you got to opt in hmm. i just give i'd give the information and at the end my hook my call to action is hey i want to be your mortgage advisor you know if you want more information like this personalized to your current situation i want you to reach out to me and i want to schedule a mortgage planning meeting or schedule a call I want to just go from there. And that's working for me. I think being authentic up here in Seattle, a lot of millennials in the market and they're smart. You know, these, a lot of my clients are 26 to 28 and they're, you know, making eight, nine, 10 grand a month at Amazon or a tech company. Right. They have access to all that information. So just giving it to them or giving them uh, an approach they haven't seen or an angle they haven't seen before or some value they haven't been able to find before um, is big earn their trust and then go from there. But Facebook ads have helped lately. It's certainly helping with traffic. It certainly helps the big strategy for uh, my home buyer classes. Um, I'm using Facebook ads to run to real estate agents to get in front of real estate agents so that when I do cold call them, it's not a cold call or when I am in their office, uh, they're like, I know that guy. Yeah, let's, let's unpack that a little bit because I know listeners, are you know, they're
0: like salivating. Okay, okay, I get it. How, how does he do that? So first, I want to um, talk about the blog, uh, and I'll put a link in the show notes, but it's mymortgageguydan.com, right? Correct. Okay. So on the blog, first of all, it's designed really well, man. So awesome job there. Um, and you've got Thank various you. calls to action on there. Plus, you've got content. You've got this series called Making Sense of the Markets, C-E-N-T-S, mm-hmm. by the way. Um, and so, so obviously this ongoing video series. Um, curious how you structure, how you actually schedule your filming of that. do you have like a content calendar or do you like do it all on one day for the month? How's that? Look?
1: Yeah. Good question. Mm-hmm. And I get this asked a lot. So, right. um, I was teaching a homebuyer class prior to the presidential election in 2016. Mm-hmm. It was in September and every single, every single attendee was freaking out. under the is now a good time to buy i mean with presidential election and this and that and you know trump and hillary and you know blah 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 so confused confused people and so what i did following that class is i sent them um some information on what the markets had done um in each of the last i don't know five or six elections Mm. You know, and they're like, Well, this one's going to be different because, and I said, No, no, it's not. It's not going to be different. Okay. And so I sent them that information, and kind of a light bulb went off in my head. Like, these people are confused right now. These young, you know, millennials, I don't care who they are, any homeowners, home buyers, these are confusing times. Yeah. And this is an opportunity for me to kind of take advantage of this and take a neutral stance. I never, you know, support, you know, the left or the right, I take it, you know, as it relates to the mortgage industry or the real estate industry up here in Seattle, what does what's going on in the market? uh, What is it going to do to impact their current situation or future buying decisions? And so I was thinking about this, the next class was in November, right around the election time. Mm -hmm. And same thing, we had about 30 attendees, super confused, the number one question that everyone had um, was centered around what happens if Trump gets elected, what's going to happen to the economy and the, and the real estate markets and mortgage markets. And then what happens? Same thing if, if Hillary were elected. And I made a point in November of 2016 to start a weekly column called Making Sense of the Markets. Uh-huh. And it's just literally making sense of what in the heck's going on. And um, I've done it ever since then, every single week. Uh, I am a couple of weeks behind uploading here on the blogs. I've been out of town. But um, I do a video every single week. I do it right here from my office. I do it from my iPhone. I plug in a little uh, lapel mic, and I do very, very little edits, and I try to keep them under three minutes. Um, But I can tell you that I've converted leads as a result of this. I send this out to my pre-approved database. I send this out to my prospect database. I send it out to my active clients and closed client database. I send it out to my realtors every single week. And then I put it on social media and some of them I'll run Facebook ads too. It's been the biggest difference needle mover in my business um, over the last year. Just this weekly video show, if you will, making sense of the market. So at the end of the day, it's content. If you're listening to this, we have information that the public needs and wants. Get it out there. Yep, yep. and uh it's, it's huge man <clears throat> it's exactly what you're doing with these shows you're getting good content out in the marketplace i follow guys like gary vaynerchuk and mm-hmm. you know and tim ferris and you, you got any of these superstars whether they are you know entrepreneurs or business people speakers what they're doing they're all doing the same thing and they're just creating valuable content and they're adding value to their industries and it's our job to do that and if you do it It will pay off. It's not going to pay off right away. It's not like I got people right away calling me. But um, nowadays, if I miss a week, and I have missed a week, Mm -hmm. um, I end up getting emails and texts going, hey, you okay? (laughs) You know, hey, I didn't get your video this weekend. I didn't get your, and I use BombBomb to send it out. And uh, hey, I didn't get your email. Am I still on the list? You know, so, um, so no, man, there's tons of value in that. There is. And, and thank you
0: for saying you said you use BombBomb to send out the video emails. Um, and, of course, you're then uploading that same video to YouTube. Is that what you do?
1: Yeah, I am. So the, the time it takes me to shoot the video is about you know, three to five minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, I normally spend a couple of minutes editing it. Because I do drop in a little bumper. And if I right. need to drop a picture in, I use just I'm a, I use my Mac. So I use iMovie. I drop an image in. And then I create the video. And at, at the same time, I'll upload it to YouTube. I'll upload it to Facebook separately. So I don't go from YouTube and upload to Facebook. Right. I actually upload the video to Facebook. Mm-hmm. And then I do the same thing for Bomb Bomb. And, do you start uh, the videos? Uh, no, not right now. I'm not. Yeah. Okay. I've done it a couple of times on Facebook, um, but not right now. You know, I just met with a videographer last week to help kind of take over some of this. Yeah. And, uh, I'm sure we'll end up doing that with him. No, that's fantastic. I mean, you, what you've proven is to not overcomplicate
0: it. So many people get in their head and, you know, oh, I don't like how I look on video, or whatever, which by the way, best, best advice on that is, Hey, that's how you look. Um, yeah. <laughs> so just get it done. Like you said, uh, uh, you know, how many put it this way? Every loan officer listening right now, you probably, if I give you three days could come back to, to me and Dan and tell me the top 20 questions you get in your career. Well, there's 20 videos right there. Mm-hmm. do not have to be any harder mm-hmm. than that. Just take a, that, conf, that, that question, 20 of them, and do a one to three minute video answering the question. Which yep. leads me to the point that you have another thing on your blog, which I love, which is the What to Expect Next Mortgage Concierge with
1: Dan Keller. Um, and this is, yep. how many videos? Four? Yeah. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a series of four videos. You know, and if where you're finding that is my home buyer concierge page. So if I have a really structured system in my office, if you are a real estate agent and you're going to refer someone over to me, I'm going to make an initial phone call and then I'm going to follow up that phone call with a video or excuse me, with an email. Yeah. And the, in that email, there is going to be a link to this page. And it's, and it's literally it's com forward slash apply. And that's my concierge page. And it has an initial video that explains my two-step process for getting approved for a home loan. And that's just me going, you know what? I'm so excited you're watching this video uh, because it means you're getting ready to to get pre-approved for a home loan and and you couldn't be in a better place. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take a minute real quick to explain what we're going to need you to do next in the process. But then down below this video, um, a big part of my business is making sure that my clients never, ever, are in a position where they don't know what to expect next. So I created a four-part video series, what to expect next, now that you've been pre-approved. What to expect next, now that your offer's been accepted. What to expect next, now that blah, 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 blah. So not only is it all right there, um, during the phases of the process, the mortgage process, my assistant will say, hey, great, congratulations on mutual acceptance. Quick reminder, Dan has an important message to you. Take two to three minutes and watch this video. And oh, by the way, we need this, 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 and this. Or hey, you're going to get another email uh, tomorrow with um, your initial loan disclosures in it. And uh, so anyhow, it's, again, it's just more content. It's more Dan in front of them. And uh, what it's done is it's reduced the amount of phone calls into my office. Mm-hmm. It's reduced a lot of the headaches with my team. Having to deal with people doing the wrong thing versus just follow, just hey follow our instructions. <laughs> well, and people love a path to what you know, and it's all about the
0: customer experience, like we talked about before. That's got to be our differentiation yeah. point, and this is this is value. People want to know, um, and it's like you know, you mentioned Gary Vaynerchuk, and I think of his quote, uh, which is you know today, whether it's fill in the blank, real estate mortgage, you're no longer a real estate agent or a mortgage broker. You're a brand and a media company, and your end yeah. is real estate and mortgage. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and, and this is how yeah. people engage today they they want to consume content to your point about your millennials your amazoners right there's like you said they'll contact you when they're ready but until then yeah. they're like trolling the internet looking at content making notes who's saving this page hey this guy dan wow he's got awesome content. let's let's save his page honey so when we're ready yeah. right we're
1: gonna be like hey remember that dan guy yeah
0: well, he just popped up on our facebook feed again, you know? yep.
1: yeah 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 it and it and it's, and it's- everything that they need to know right now there's clarity there's transparency yeah. uh, depending on the horror stories they've heard from their friends or their coworkers or mom and dad who lost their house in 2007 you know it's uh everything's here and you know you just mentioned you know we are if you're not branding who you are and what you do you're crazy right now mm-hmm. um you know this is again this is how i've been able to go from you know, working at a company as a loan officer to now getting a position as a branch manager over the last year is because of my brand. Right. You know, it's my brand. It's not just that I help 200 families a year. It's this brand of first class. I'm a leader. I'm a leader in the mortgage industry. I lead home buyers. I lead real estate professionals, and now I lead loan officers. And that's my brand. My brand is I teach. I teach and I lead. I teach and I lead. Yeah, a um, leader. Yeah, and consumers see that. I think they see that. The one, nothing makes me happier than when a tech employee, a tech client of mine says, dude, I love your website. Dude, I love your videos. Man, I, I, use, I use Mortgage Coach a lot. It's a software, right. you know, to present loan options. Dude, I love the software. You know, we met with three other lenders or two other lenders, and they gave us a piece of paper with, or an LE. And it yeah. was like, you gave yeah. us a worksheet with four options side-by-side. Side. Oh, and a video that you explains know, like, it. <laughs> and a video, exactly. That's mobile-friendly. That's mobile you know, my website's mobile-friendly. Um, and so that's big. If you're listening, and, and I, you know, I hope everyone listening has a, has a website, either from your company or on your own, that's mobile-friendly. But, you know, that's where most of the work's being done today, is on a yeah. smartphone yeah and
0: by the way yeah shout out to mortgage coach our friend dave savage uh if there's listeners who don't know what mortgage coach is or aren't using it number one check out mortgagecoach.com i had dave on actually i think last year we talked about how you leverage mortgage coach to be a modern mortgage originator and that's creates some incredible differentiation for you your clients and your referral partners for sure i'm sure you would say mortgage coach helps you win deals
1: big big you know mortgage coach has is uh is a big part of my business here's the thing too if you're listening as a loan officer dave savage recently and this is totally unscripted plug um <laughs> recently created a private facebook group yep. um and if you want to be added to that just hit me up and i'll I'll have them add you or i can i can recommend you be added um incredible content he interviews twice a week Uh, top producers all over the country. And it's just it's just a great environment to be in. But the Mortgage Coach software, if you're a loan officer and you're not using that um, and you're doing this all on your own, literally I can create a a loan, they call it a total cost analysis, but I can create a loan worksheet in less than five minutes um, that is super professional and, and very, very, very informative. And I'm all about, you know, where I'm at in my career is, I want, I want, I want to keep things simple and I want to automate as much as I can. Yeah. And, you know, it's, I've got two, I've got three assistants. Um, but I've got two of them that work on the front end with me to just really enhance that client experience. And a lot of what we do, their, their templates, their email templates, everything is literally copy paste and um, and it's uh, automated and efficient.
0: Right on. And by the way, uh, I'll, I'll check with Dave and if he's okay, I can put a link in the show notes too, to his, uh, his group for those that are listening. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. Good stuff there. Let's, let's, um, touch briefly on how you're leveraging Facebook. You know, everybody wants to know, man, how do I just push a button and get leads?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, I see a lot of, I'm connected to a lot of loan reps and, and realtors on facebook and i you know there's a lot of things there's so much to learn about it Mm -hmm. and how to do it right how to do it wrong most of people are doing it wrong someone told them they need to be on social media and so they're just jumping on and they're and they're just i guess they're just uh throwing money they're throwing just money at the problem versus throwing money at making yourself great at running ads or at copyright. And so what, what I've done is, like I said, I've spent money on learning how to write a better ad, learning how to write, period, um, learning how to make a better video, a video that sticks. Mm. And so I think the biggest mistake I see loan reps making right now is they're running ads, they're spending money on a message that um, is not real relevant. They don't have a strategy. And so there's branding strategies. There's certainly branding strategies. And then there's conversion strategies. And you know the one thing that I think I've got dialed in fairly good, which I'm open to it always being better. And I have a coach right now helping me on this, but um, getting people to sign up for our home bar classes, mm-hmm. you know, and we're getting over sixty percent of our signups are coming from our Facebook ad campaign, which is big, and we're averaging about twenty five to thirty people a class.
0: And, and, and so, by way, is that the class? Um, it varies on the title, right? It's either beer or brunch.
1: And buy a, learn yeah. About. So I've got, yeah, we've got, we've got beers and homebuying.com and then we've got brunch and homebuying.com. Okay. So we've got a brunch and home buying class this Sunday morning in Seattle. We've got 28 people already RSVP'd for that. Wow.
0: Is it the same realtors all the time team up or do you rotate that? Yep. It's the same. On, on beers
1: and homebuying and brunch and homebuying, it's the same realtor. Partnered with him in, in 2013 and we've been doing it since. I do two other ones. I do one for VA. Mm-hmm. And I do another one um, in, a, in a town a little bit further north of Seattle. And that's a, I call it home buyer, our home buyer, our monthly home buyer Q and a class. Mm-hmm. And same thing. It's at a pub uh, with really great seating, you know, in a banquet room and same thing, run ads, send out mailers, just pound the pavement. And, um, and we just teach. It's an informal uh, teaching environment where people can ask questions. We obviously we have a, I have an agenda. Sure, um, but I start off each one of these, and I think this is huge. If, if you're a loan officer and you're doing homebuyer classes, um, before I start teaching, um, I say, "Hey, real quickly, before we get going, um, I'm going to open the open the floor up." But as you guys drove here tonight, as you registered for this class, what's what's one thing when you leave tonight you want to walk out of here with? Hmm. What's one What's one fear, or one concern, or one item you want to leave with? Because I want to make sure I exceed your guys' expectations. So if it's not on the agenda, I want to hear it. And right there at the very beginning, we always get five, six, seven people or more, you know, to say, hey, you know, are we heading toward a bubble? Are we, you know, what are what's going on with the race? Or, hey, I'm in a lease. And so um, what I've done is I've created, a, you know, again, if you're looking for content, you know, look no further. Ask, just ask your people. When you meet with someone, right. when you sit down and, and take a pre-approval, hey, what are two or three things you really want to get out of this meeting? What are two or three things that are you're really worried about or concerned about in today's market? And write about them. You know, the bubble is a big one. Everyone's talking about, are we heading toward a bubble? So I went out, produced content, did a video on the difference between 2006 and 2018. Mm-hmm. And side by side, compared each one of them. And it's crazy. You know, when I send that out to people, how they instantly look at that and they're like, wow, you're right. We're not heading toward another bubble. And that may motivate yeah. them to get active in the market. Absolutely. Yeah. Versus me just winging it, versus the average loan officer just winging it. No, no, no. You know, Amazon's on fire. And no, no, no. The economy, Trump's just killing it in the economy. You know, what? You know, rates are going that, up. That doesn't do anything. Yeah. yeah. That doesn't yeah, help why to are say rates are going up. up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you get that all the time. You know, why are rates going up? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, what's going on with rates?
0: Right. You right. know, so
1: being able to explain that the Fed, you know, we've given so much money in purchasing into our, into our economy, and the Fed's slowly pulling out of supporting the economy. Plus, we've got an approved economy. You've got a couple different factors. So by being able to, like, sketch that out for your clients, you're able to take the conversation a little bit deeper with trust yep. so that when the rate conversation comes up, Hey, why are, you know, bank of America is four, six, two, five and you're four, seven, five. Why? Mm-hmm. You know, you're able to have that conversation around now. Okay. Well, bank of America needs 60 days to close your loan. I need 14. Mm-hmm. Will bank of America fully underwrite you up front. You know, so we're able to have those conversations. There's trust centered around that versus just it all being about the rate. Right.
0: Love it. All right. Listen, I know um, you're busy uh, for the last few minutes we have. I want to get a couple of nuggets on things you've alluded to, which you're using Facebook and running ads to um, fill your um, homebuyer classes, partly. I'm sure you're also doing other things. Um, but you, you shared something with me the other day that I thought was awesome. You, you're actually doing some targeted Facebook advertising to real estate agents that uh, mm-hmm. using fa- using Facebook. And this ties into your overall branding strategy, I believe like with the video and the content you're doing you're you're are you running ads so your content shows up on specific realtors pages?
1: Correct. Yeah. Okay. So with realtors it's all about branding. There's no conversion message unless I'm hosting a lunch and learn and it, and it's just literally, "Hey, I'm going to be in your area. I'm hosting a lunch and learn on the best marketing practices using video or how to use video marketing in your business. I'm going to have my videographer present." you know, blah, blah, blah. So mo- that's once a month that I'll send that most of the time, it's just weekly. So one, I've created a list of top 400 realtors in the area that I want to know me. Okay.
0: Not to interrupt you, but when you say you've created a list, does that mean you've pulled production data on them and then you've uploaded that list and like created a lookalike or what do you mean? Correct.
1: Okay. Absolutely. So I've pulled production on them and then I've, uh, in, in Facebook ads, then I put together a list with their name, email, and yeah, exactly, phone number. Just and for those so, listening, I wanted to so, Correct. Yep. Okay. And then the the the, the weekly ads, the, it, all I'm doing is just sharing the, week, the weekly making sense of the market. Mm-hmm. And you know, a lot of the times, it's, it's just really cool how this happens. So I'll be sitting around, and the next thing I know, I get a notification that, Mr. Smith Realtor with Remax just liked my page, you know, or is now following, you know, my business page. And so it's working and it works. And so, you know, and then what I'll do is down the road, I'll, I'll go back to my my sheet and I'll make a note next to them. So to just like the page. And then every single Wednesday, I call it Well Wednesday. Every single Wednesday, I personally call 20 wells in the marketplace. And, and a well is... Is someone that's closing more than an, in, in, in the Seattle area, somebody that's closing more than 30 transactions a year is considered a whale. Mm-hmm. And I call, I cold call whales. Well, if I know that I'm cold calling a guy that recently liked my page, it's no longer a cold call. They're right. going to know who I, who I am. Right. So That's awesome. By the way, when you say 30 transactions, is that total buy side and sell side? Yeah, but when I'm scrubbing them, I'm really looking at buy side. If they're 30 listings that's I'm not gonna consider them a will. So if they're fifteen fifteen or twenty ten, I'll take that. I'll consider that as a will. But yeah, I wanna see buy sites. All right. So I don't get that
0: I've never asked this question before of somebody like you. Is there a minimum buy sites that you, you know, put in the bucket as a as a target for a realtor?
1: Yeah, you know, so from that list, from a production list, yeah. But you know, I also have conversations with people all the time when I'm calling my realtors or, or realtors in general, I love it when I get told no, I'm like, no, I'm good. I got a lender. Great. Hey, is there someone in your office that you know that I should be calling instead? <laughs> because what I'm, what I'm doing is I'm able to help real estate agents increase their business through Facebook marketing and you know, video marketing. So but if you're not interested, I totally well, <laughs> There's someone in your office that I should be calling. I like so Yeah. And, and you know, and then my agents that I know I ask, you know, yeah. Hey, is there a young, new, a young, new real estate agent in your office that I need to know that's going to be, you know, that the future star, you awesome. know, and then those are, those are my favorite because those ones are out hustling. And that's where a couple of my really good agents today, that was the strategy that I used two, three years ago. And right now they're closing 30 to 50 deals a year. And they are, they that's are awesome.
0: great. Yeah. One, one last nugget, if you can do it in like two minutes. Um, I know you're a master, mm-hmm. master of buys. So quick tips for the loan officers, you know, they, they understand the concept of pop buy. They haven't done it yet. How do you do that and not be cheesy or intrusive?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So pop buys, I try to not look like a vendor, you know, like insurance agents will pop by a, a tub of licorice with their sticker <laughs> on top. And so what I'll do with pop buys is I, one, I try to keep them pretty consistent. So once a month, once a month, I will do Popeye's and it's getting to the point now where when I pull up to the real estate office, I'll send a text out to five or six or seven, of the agents, say, Hey, popping by in about five minutes, I've got some goodies for you. And a couple of my favorite Keller Williams people, they come down and see me. And literally by the time I walk in the door, they're in the lobby <laughs> or they're up there. And so it just creates a little bit of attention and you got to let them know that I'm interested in meeting some people today. Hmm. and that's really what i do hey i'm interested in is there anyone else around here that i can that i need to know today that i can be introduced to and they're like yeah you know we just brought on this new guy from century 21 or or hey you know yeah, this three or four people just started this last week let me go grab them you know my wife owns a little bake shop so what i'll do once a month is i'll uh i'll bring her goodies by and so do a little co-marketing with my wife so it's a double win for us Mm -hmm. so i'm exposing her company and then uh obviously handing out some really good cookies and, you know, treats. Um, but I'll do that. I think other the other thing with pot buys is I, I try to stay away from the cheesy gifts. Mm-hmm. Um, the core has a cheesy gift program. I just try to keep it more real. I want people to know who I am and what I do. I love baseball. So, you know, a bunch of bags of peanuts, you know, mm-hmm. sunflower seeds, things like that, you know, something that separates me from, you know, the tub of licorice and, you right. know, the, the other maybe cheesy type stuff, but just consistency. I learned that from Jeremy Forcia. He, ha- he calls it a milk run. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeremy's actually my coach right now on the core. Just cool. being consistent. If it's once a month or every other week, uh, just be consistent. And, and then the follow-up. Right. That's the key. Yeah. And then, of
0: course, if you've got some content, you know, videos and content going out, man, you know, maybe add them to your list. Or uh, I don't know if you would ask for permission or you would just add them.
1: I always ask for permission before I add them to my email drip. Mm-hmm. If it's a new agent or a listing agent that we did a deal with, Hey, listen, I do a weekly making sense to market uh, video segments about two or three minutes. Do I, have, do I have your permission to add you to that. I mm-hmm. promise you it's never spammy and it's information that you can share with your clients. Um, and it's information that you can use. And yeah, so I, I never get, I can't tell you the last time I had someone unsubscribed. Oh, that's awesome. Love it, man.
0: Yeah. Dude, this has been a crash course in, you know, how to be a modern mortgage originator, or leverage social media. But I, I, the last question I'd ask you, though, even though, you know, you're doing the consumer direct thing, it sounds like you, you also recognize the importance of, like we said, kind of those two lanes. You got the realtor lane, but you got the consumer direct lane. You're not like letting go of the realtor thing, right, to,
1: to go all in on consumer direct. That would be not smart, right? Yep. You got to go after both. You got to use both. The four pegs of my business mm-hmm. is realtor direct mm-hmm. or excuse me, consumer direct realtor database. And I like financial planners. Those are the, big, the, the four big pillars of my business. So I think you need to have a good three or four. Um, but yeah, you know, and I love the consumer direct part of it. Cause a lot of the times you can refer that business out. And a lot of the times you, you end up being their, their, their go-to their advisor. Right on. Awesome. Well, look, man, I know you're busy. Thank
0: you very much for uh, carving out some time today. I'm going to give you back your day, your Friday. Hopefully you make it a fantastic rest of the day and the weekend. Appreciate you being here and sharing so much, Dan. Oh, likewise, brother. It was an honor to be here. Okay. <laughs> awesome. And listeners, um, as I said, there'll be links in the show notes for all the stuff. Dan mentioned, like Mortgage Coach and some of the other things, uh, links to his website so you can check him out there. Thanks again for tuning in if you like this episode. As always, share some love. Let us know on a review, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you're at, and uh, we will see you on the next one. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Mortgage Marketing Radio. Want more truth in mortgage marketing? Get more free training and resources at MortgageMarketingInstitute.com.